0: Hey, good morning, everyone. So glad to have you in here. We've got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about your recording environment. It is the most important part of your chain in VO. Let's talk about it. You want to be a voiceover artist and just want to know the exact steps to take to make it happen. Earl Hall, voiceover artist, author and coach has three dynamic books just for you steps to voiceover success start build and grow a successful voiceover career will guide you to start your vo journey everything from microphone selection studio setup and getting work how to build a business around your voiceover skills will show you how to take your voiceover career to a much higher level and show you how to really go after high-level clients and make you stand out from every other voice actor out there voiceover domination get more clients and make more money we'll teach you the high level tactics and show you the mindset you must have to win and treat your voiceover business like a real business and be a true boss these three hard-hitting books are all available on amazon right now and paperback and kindle click the link to get your copy now all right, everyone, so excited to be here with you today. I'm here with you every single Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're a voiceover artist that is looking to start, build and grow a successful voiceover business, you are definitely in the right place. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel and make sure you tick the bell so that you get notified every time I go live or when I upload a brand new video just for You. Um, Hey, Jay. Thanks so much for being in here with us this morning from Thailand. All right. All right. Um, I'm hoping I'm looking okay for you anyway. Thanks so much for being here. You know, this is National Book Month. Um October is National Book Month and so I'm promoting the books that I have. Um but mainly uh this little piece right here, Steps to Voiceover Success. It is my best work. You want to make sure that you go ahead and grab that over on Amazon if you get the chance. I want to thank all of you that have been getting the book over the past week or so as we've been promoting it. I have people already sending me pictures holding the book. Um so if you got the book, hold it up, take a snapshot. Tag me in a uh, tag me in a post that you do on any of the social media sites, and I'll definitely acknowledge that for you. Look, your recording change. So many people are are so hype, you know. I, and I remember this because I used to be the same way myself. We get so hype about our microphones, right? We 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 get so hype about our little uh, audio interfaces. I mean, probably a lot of people notice this. It's it's a Focusrite um, audio interface. A lot of people have those. Um, then you know, a lot of people also have, you know, this one here, the audio box from Personas. You know, we get so hype about these things. You know, even you know, I can go a little crazy sometimes. I love my Rode, my Rodecaster Pro from Rode that's over here. Love that, absolutely love it. And we get so hype about gear. If you're like me, you are definitely hype about gear. But we don't pay attention, especially early on, right? Especially early on, we don't pay that much attention to our recording environment. And we wonder why our audio doesn't sound that great, right? Um, if you can put into uh, put into the comments or the chat right now, if you're watching me live, what, you know, uh, uh, how long have you been in voiceover? You know, weeks, years, months, put it in there for me so I can get kind of a better context of who it is that I'm talking to, especially right now on this live show, because that'll give me some, some uh some info that I need. Um, Also, let me know the type of gear and equipment that you're using. Would love to know the type of gear, especially being a gearhead like myself. I would love to know the type of gear that you're using. Now, when we talk about, Jay says he's been in for two months. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. All right, so your recording environment. So many times, I, I think that we may get a little bit discouraged, right? When we see... Uh, other people that have like booths, right? you know these 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 expensive whisper rooms. Erica says she's been in for ten years. awesome. Um, we see these people w- with booths, you know, whisper rooms. You know, they're building out areas in their home, you know, putting in all this stuff to try and make it more soundproof. And of course, you want what I call that dead space, right? I'm not operating right now in what I deem as a dead space. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that. When you're in an environment like this and you're trying to record good audio, it's very hard, very difficult. You're going to have to do a lot of editing and that may not even work because what you are, you're surrounded by hard, flat surfaces. That is the killer of voiceover. Now, this is what you can kind of make it akin to. Like all of us have like moved into a brand new home or, or a brand new apartment, right? Um, Quentin says he's been in for one year. Awesome, man. Love it. You know, you you've moved into a brand new apartment, and you go in and you start talking, and you hear the echo, right? Do do, do you remember this? Who remembers this? Okay, do, do you recall these types of things? You walk in, and it, it's you know, there's no furniture in there. Good morning, Matthias. Right, I'm discouraged. Got over a year doing voiceover, only got one customer. All right, well, let's see if we can help you out with that, Matthias. Um, Uh, Jay, I'm a hobby tent. Yeah, hobo tent. All right. Heavy blankets. Love it. Love the hobo tents. All right. So what that is, when you walk into that type of environment, no furniture, no nothing, and you're hearing all of that echo, it's because it's not a dead space, right? When you put furniture in and all this stuff, all of a sudden that echo goes away or you think it goes away, right? Right. That's kind of what I mean. So hard, flat surfaces are the killer of good audio, killer of good audio. And so what needs to happen is if you want to record great audio, you need to be in what's called a dead space, not surrounded by hard, flat surfaces, but soft surfaces. Now, um, who was that? Um, Jay talked about the Hobo tent. Let me tell you this about the Hobo tent. All right. The Hobo tent is perfect. Right. The only reason to upgrade from the hobo tent is because you want to, that's really it. You, you, you want to upgrade because you want to have a more appealing look like to your studio and like that. And so you can snap pictures in it and, and all this kind of stuff, but whether you have a hobo tent or whisper room, or even if you saw a video that I did a couple of months ago, I, I recorded voiceover in my wife's walk-in closet and it was perfect. Um, the video was a couple of months ago. You can see it on, um, my YouTube channel. Actually, I may try and, and bring it up here just to kind of show you what to look for. And you can be the judge for yourself, right? You can be the judge for yourself to see if that was, um, appropriate. And so I'm looking back here to just see if I can find it real quick. Uh, can I find it real quick here? It is right here. All right. So. It's called How to Record VoiceOver in a Closet. That's the title of the video. You might want to write that down. How to Record VoiceOver in a Closet. It's on my channel. Actually, it was done a year ago. I said it was done a year ago. It's had almost 350 views on it um, at this point. But it's a very good resource for you to be able to go to um, and look. If you have a closet, and, and here's the thing. I know you know you get some of the snooty voice actors that that may be out there and they'll tell you, no, you gotta have a booth and you gotta spend a lot of money on this stuff. But the only thing, the only goal you're going for is soft flats, is soft surfaces. Not hard flat surfaces, but soft surfaces. And even if you go back and look at my very first, my very early YouTube videos. You know, I was literally surrounded by comforters. I remember these old gold, ugly, you'll see it. If you go watch old YouTube videos for me, you'll see it. But I was getting work with that. I just made sure. And this was the thing. I was in a basement. Now we, I was in a basement with cement walls, cement walls. Okay. Um, So what I did, I got me some comforters. I put a, a comforter above me and on all four sides of me and it made the difference. Right now, obviously, it's not going to be soundproof. So because I was in the basement, like wintertime was like a killer for me. I remember, um, you know, because the air, the uh, the heat would come on and <laughs> all that noise. Right. Because it was right across the you know, right across the way, maybe about you know, 40, 50 feet away from me. Um, so I would turn the heat off. You know, during the times that I was recording, my wife would just get upset. Can you turn the heat? I'm trying to record voice over here, you know, (laughs) but it worked and I got a ton of work and no one cared how they were getting their work done. They just knew it sounded good because that's all that mattered with you now, especially, you know, being maybe a year in or so, or a couple of weeks in, um, like some of you on right now, people I mean, they, they listen to your, your demo. Your demo sounds good. Uh, they may ask you to do a personal demo or whatever you do that. It sounds good. No one's going to ask you, are you in a booth? You know, have you spent a lot of money on your gear? Have you, you know, no one's asking those types of questions. The only people concerned about that are us. That is it. And we have a tendency to want to show off. Um, yeah, Merwin is saying, "Yeah, back to basics. This is where Earl is at his best." It, it, it's, it's. I, I want to make this so doable. Um, Merwin is saying again, um, "Yes, that works." I got about ten clients just with PVC frame. There you go, comforters and a decent mic. That's it. You, you I think, I think we stress out way too much over the aesthetics of what it is that we do. Now I'm a gearhead, so I love to show off my gear. You guys know this. I love to show off my gear. When I lived in Milwaukee and I had my my office and all that kind of stuff, and you saw my whisper room in there and all this other, it, it was it was so that I could show where I was in this industry. That's basically it. But it didn't amount to a hill of beans when it came to the amount of work I got. I'll even go so far to say that whole thing with me in the um, with me in the office. Um, when I was in downtown Milwaukee, I didn't need that office. I was doing fine in my basement. I was doing absolutely fine in my basement. And I decided I wanted to up level it and do all this stuff But this. There's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with trying to up level. But if you think here's where the rub is. If you think that gear equipment and whisper rooms are going to get you work, sweetheart, it's not. That is not the thing that gets you work. It is just being able to produce good sound quality audio and do a great performance. That is it. Um, Merwin is also saying, oh, yeah, I, I showed that for Merwin. Matias is coming back Here's saying, I got a uh, got a boot PVC surrounded packing blankets, but I wonder if it's enough with the road nt one. Um, yeah, it actually is. When you watch that video that I talked about earlier that I did a year ago called How to Record Voiceover in Your Closet, I was using literally my Zoom H5 and actually I had this microphone. It's a Senco Mic D2. This is what I was using um, in that particular video. It's a shotgun mic. Um, it's one of those mics that's on par with the um, Sennheiser MKH416, but it's. A quarter of the price it's like 250 250 dollars and that is my voiceover mic and i use my zoom h5 plug that in record that bad boy in my wife's closet send it out to my clients i just had um just did that for a client um just over a month ago um they had a promo to do and they contacted me again to do a voiceover and i did that for them just that exact same way and guess what it was fine it was absolutely fine now, the thing about voiceover, understanding your, let me tell you this. My, my son and my daughter, um, they have those closets with the barn doors, you know, that you slide open. And what, I'm, what I may do, because I know this will work as well, you can just throw a blanket over those barn doors on both sides, just kind of prop them up, walk under, walk in there, do your recording. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Now, the only thing that you can account for, that no voiceover artist can account for, you know, do you have the talent for this, right? That's a, that's a key part. And so many times people believe that if I spend a little bit more money on a mic, if I spend a little bit mo- more money on an, an audio face um, or, or whatever, or buy this plug-in or that plug-in, I'm going to get work. It does not happen that way. You actually have to have talent at this, okay? But what I want to make sure that you understand is that it is not, the, the, it is not the gear; it is the environment, because you can have a eighty dollar USB microphone, go into a walk-in clothes closet or a hobo fort or whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, I know Anthony Pika likes to call it the hobo fort. Love that guy. Um, a $80 USB going to your hobo fort and you're going to record great audio. But if you don't have the talent, the talent is if you don't have the talent, you're not going to get the work. The talent is there. Now uh, many people have heard me say, I mean, especially brand new up and coming voiceover artists that are looking to start build and grow their business, you know, Sometimes it requires some coaching. Sometimes it requires some humility on where it is that you are. But everybody seems to want to, you know, hit that home run, you know, in a very short amount of time. It, this takes some patience. This is not an easy career field to go into. It's, it's not. I hear some folks that are amazing voiceover artists. You know, um, shout out, I, I joined this one uh, voiceover group on Facebook I forgot the name The VO let me just go there I want to give them a shout out um, today they were real nice and and let me into their group come on where are you it's called The VO Life that's what it's called it's called The VO Life so I wanted to give a shout out to them but there is I, I hear some amazing voice actors all over the place and people are still struggling to to get work um, This takes some time This takes some time I remember when I first started I thought you know what did I get I got a um, RE20 Electro voice RE20 One of the best mics out there right I bought one of those um, I had this big old board You know um, I had a couple pieces of gear And uh, this was Oh gosh this was years ago Like 2010 or so um, 2012, I thought I was just going to get on voices.com and I was going to blow up. I was, I, uh, man, I'm about to be rich here. I'm about to be rich here. All of you have done it. Come on. You've got your voiceover. You got your, your voices.com voice one, two, three, you got your Fiverr. You got your Upwork, and it's still hard to get work. Well, the reason it's still hard to get work is because there are things that you need to identify that you need to do. One of them is to discover what your niche is that is really one thing. What is it? What is the type of voiceover that you actually want to be known for? Like, what does that look like for you? Right? Because a voice actor that says I can do anything and everything really does nothing. They are nothing to anyone because you're just noise. You, you know, don't take this too harshly what I'm saying, but it is true. Anybody can hire a voice actor for anything right? You know, all of us, you know, we've got our mics, we've, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that's why a lot of times prices get driven down because you commoditized yourself as opposed to specialized yourself with what it is that you want to do. Um, Jay is saying that I have the BM 800 with the 24 interface cheap, but works for now. Hey, here's the thing. And I want everybody to hear this. Wherever you are right now, don't change anything until you get work. If you're going to do anything or change anything, just create your hobo for it or whatever. Somewhere with soft surfaces. That's it. Don't buy one more mic. Don't buy one more audio interface. Don't believe any of the hype. You do it until you get work. When you start getting work and making money, then go ahead and do those other things. But you have to prove to yourself that you can get the work. And that's more about two things. It's more about your recording space and your talent. That's it. It's more about your recording space and your talent. Um, Erica is saying doesn't work like that. Yep, it does not work like that. You cannot just get on these platforms <coughs> and think you're just going to blow up. Um, Lisa is saying, yep, I have the hobo fort. Man, hobo, look, don't, don't slack on the, the hobo forts. I, I'm being totally serious about this. No one cares. No one, the only person that cares or is maybe a little bit ashamed is you. And why is that? Because you don't have an $8,000 whisper room? Come on now. Come on now. Let's just get this thing real. Let's put, stop putting the cart before the horse. Let's do the things that we need to do. And the most important thing as a VO for you is to get a client. And if you're going to get a client, get your hobo for it, get you your USB mic or whatever it is that you're using. Like I said, don't buy one more piece of gear until you start getting work. And I mean consistent work. Because the gear is not going to get you to where you want to go. And there's a mindset that goes with this too, because, you know, we watch all these different voiceover, you know, YouTube videos and all this other kind of stuff. We see people with all this great gear and sounding great and all that stuff. And we covet it. We want that. That's the thing that we want. Right. But the truth of the matter is you're not trying to get VO work to go and work for CBS or Disney or Pixar. These are regular folks that are out here, whether they need YouTube video entry um, intros, whether they need to you know, have um, an a audiobook read or some sort of little explainer video, these aren't the top of the top. But it's like, why do we poo-poo on those clients? Those clients will be your... Br- those clients are my bread and butter, okay? They will be your bread and butter and they don't give two rips if you're using a Norman TLM-103, or Sennhauser MKH-116. They don't care about that. They don't even have the ear to hear a lot of things that you even hear as a voice actor. Doing audio and and producing the audio um, that you have. Eric has given me the, the laugh out loud symbols there. Um, hey, Oasis. Glad to have you here. Um, I saw the closet. I did my walk-in. Sounds great. One year in. Exactly. I'm telling you, though, if... Look, my wife has a walk-in closet. I have a little walk-in closet. I can walk in a little bit. Hers is a freaking room, right? <laughs> the guys always get the short end of the stick on the closets. The women always have to have the big closets. Hey, Frankie, what's up here? Says, R. that's enough. I got the same smiley face. You know, there's a lot of pressure, I believe, that we put on ourselves as voice actors and the thing that happens is if you're not getting work and you may be getting a little depressed depressed behind that, you start going into, I need to have better gear. That's like the default. That was my default. And it's not the default. The default is getting better at the talent. If you've got your Hobo Fort, you've got a decent mic, you know you're producing decent audio and you know how to use your audio interface and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter. I don't care if you use Audacity. Audacity is great. Some people poo-poo on Audacity. Audacity is fine. I know people that use Audacity their entire career. I happen to use Adobe Audition because I have the whole Adobe suite. I just, I love Adobe. Um, And I've actually used Adobe my entire career. I've used it my entire career. Before it was called Adobe Audition, I was using Adobe Audition. Um, So, and the people ask, well, what's the best DAW to use? You ready? Are you ready? I'm about to tell you the best DAW to use. Are you listening? Are you listening? The best DAW to use is the one that you know. Flat out, hands down, period, end of discussion. So don't listen to people, well, you ought to use this because, you know. If, uh, If you're working with Audacity and you've used Audacity your whole career, why switch? Because now you have a whole other learning curve to go through. You have a whole other learning curve to go through. Like I'll probably do a show uh, maybe next week or the week after on using Audacity. Right. I've done trainings on Audacity before. I'll probably uh, do one again because I know it is especially for brand new voice actors. It is the go to DAW. And if you don't know what a DAW is, it is a um, your digital audio workstation. That's what that is. Um, Erica is saying, I am narration and character. That's my niche. Awesome. Well, that's your genre. So let me explain niche. That is your genre that you do. Your niche is who you do it for, right? It's the it, it's the clients that you do it for. Like you could do it for just entrepreneurs in the financial space. You know, that's a niche. Um, or you could do it uh, for just... Um, People that write books want an audiobook produced, but you only do it for the um, business section, you know, or you only do it for the romance. That's niche. That's your niche. So your genre is what you do. Your niche is who you do it for. So that's I think that's a better explanation um, of what that is. Um, yes, it's not a hobby, rather a business money in then money out works. You will get there. And it's not overnight. It's not overnight. Yeah, okay, great. I'm glad I explained that. But you've been in for 10 years. But look, you're doing good. Let's keep it moving. You've got to understand that this is not an overnight thing. It took me two years of hard work. Two years of hard work to just start making money. But it's what I wanted to do. And I tell people this, and I used to say this all the time, and so I'll say it now. If you're not willing to put in the next one to three years to this craft, quit today. If you're not willing. And the the, the audience, the, the consumer will tell you if you're good or not. Now, a lot of things go into that type of equation. You know, do you actually have the talent to be a voice actor? Not everybody does. Let's just be honest. Not everyone does. And then also, where is your marketing and sales ability in this whole thing? Because believe me, it is not just about creating um, good audio. It is about it comes down to your sales and marketing ability as well, even on sites like Fiverr, on sites like um, Upwork. Uh, voices.com, your own website. What is it that you're actually doing on your end as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, to actually get the work? That's a big thing right there, right? I want to open this up for questions. If anyone does have any questions for me, gosh, you guys have been so great today. I want you to make sure you pay attention to this link right here, Linktree. Link, well, you see it. <laughs> Linktree slash Earl Hall Studio. That is my world. That is you can find everything from my books to the audio gear um, that I've used and that I suggest, that I've reviewed, uh, courses. Um, you know, being able to do work—it's—it's it's all there. So if you want to know how to get connected with me or see what it is that I'm actually doing and who I'm doing it for, that this is my official link now, um, because it's like it's everything. It was—it was somewhere that I could put everything that I do, and give you the ability to see all of it in one particular spot. But the main focus of this whole of this whole live stream, and I come to you guys every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, to talk to you about these things for the new upcoming voice actor, the person that is looking to grow, and I hope this has been valuable for you because the whole gist of this was, look, stop stressing out over things that do not matter yet and may never matter you may have a walk-in closet and never buy a whisper room because you don't need one but you may want one right you may want to flex a little bit right you may want to flex and kind of show your gear you may want to buy that three thousand dollar microphone that is not going to up level your ability to get work because your ability to get work has nothing to do with your gear There are people out here with $50, $80 USB microphones that have and understand that ability to get the work. That is the most important part of this whole deal. Look, I want to thank you guys for being here with me today. I'm here with you. I'm going to be back next Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be here with you. Make sure you check out my links right here at Linktree um, slash Earl Hall Studio to see what your boy's about, to see what he's doing um thank you again to all the folks that have got my book definitely appreciate it thanks for the pictures you're sending me you know holding up my book um but this is it here steps to voiceover success my best work yet it's available on amazon in kindle and in paperback you might want to get the kindle you might want to get the kindle the kindle has links in it right the kindle has links to t- free trainings. Now, you can type in the links if you get the paperback. What I normally do is I buy a paperback book and a Kindle because I want to get those links. (laughs) And I want to be able to just click on them and go right to those videos. I've got a plethora of links in the Kindle version. Go grab it. Get your training on. Absolutely free as much as I can. Um, Thank you, um, Erica. Uh, Thank you, Frankie, for being here. Merwin, thank you, my friend. And Matthias, thank you for being here as well. I'll see you on next Friday. Make sure you like and subscribe if you have not already. Go ahead. Give me some thumbs up. Let me see those thumbs up going. Can I get some thumbs up from you? Definitely appreciate you guys. And I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.